Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Tick Talking. I am your host, Kevin Hughes, and today I have a very special guest. She goes by the name of Alicia Slatten. And if you haven't heard of her, you really need to go to her TikTok because her content is so amazing. She is so funny. And after you hear this conversation, I promise you the things that you hear about her and her husband and what they do for military families, I promise you, you will absolutely fall in love with this family. So I really encourage you to go check her out on TikTok if you haven't already and follow her. It's it's amazing. So without further ado, please enjoy the show with Alicia Slatten this week on TikToking. TikToking, TikToking, where creators come to play. TikToking, a TikToking, find out what they have to say. TikToking, a TikToking, fascinating interview. TikToking, a TikToking, TikToking with Kevin Hughes. Hello, my guest today on TikToking is Alicia Slatten. How are you, Alicia? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. So I guess I want to start off by asking where you're from. I I love this question. Okay. Um so because my husband is military, so we're we're all over the place, but also I I always say that I'm from Pennsylvania. It's a little small town in Pennsylvania, a little bit north of West of uh, the West Virginia border. Uh, but I also moved around um, from Connecticut all the way down to Orlando. So just kind of a little bit of everywhere. Okay. And right now you're um, where? I'm sorry. In Georgia. In Georgia. Okay. And what do you do for a living? I am an oral surgery assistant. Oh, wow. That's really <laughs> cool. It's uh, It's interesting. I'm sure you have enough stories just to fill up this podcast with that alone. Oh, my. <laughs> I, you wouldn't believe the things that I get to see. <laughs> it's very, it's very stuff. ironic. Um, I hate saliva. So, I mean, it's, oh. it's very strange how uh, I got into this profession. So yeah, that is. So did you, you specifically go to college for this? Uh, I specifically went for just dental assisting in general. I was pregnant with my, with my second daughter and I wanted something just to have a little bit of a, a backup and, the only pl- I was we were living in El Paso, Texas at the time that I finished and I got licensed. And if you if you know anything about El Paso, you you've got to speak Spanish there. And so I I am not bilingual. So it was very difficult to get a job. But I did find an um, oral surgeon there that took a chance on me. And it turns out I really like that field. So that's that's what I've been sticking to and specialize in. That's really cool. And how has it been, I guess, this last year and a half? With the whole pandemic thing, I'm sure you were at home a lot, probably. Uh, so actually, at the um, at the start of the pandemic, I had just found out that I was pregnant with my son. And so there was a lot of concern in the office about, you know, an assistant being there pregnant. It was a very high exposure um, environment. So I did stay home for um, a little bit of time and then... Eventually, I just decided that it'd be better just to go back and work in the the front office until things kind of cooled down a little bit, which, as we know at this point, it hasn't 
Yeah. Hasn't really cooled down, but it's kind of lukewarm at the moment. Yeah, it's been uh, quite the year. I mean, we go from everybody needs to get this shot because that's the cure to now everybody getting the shot is catching it too. And, you know, we don't have to turn this episode into that, but it's, it, yeah. it's just crazy how much the world has changed and, and um, just everything going on around. It's, it's insane. I I will definitely be happy um, to have this one in the memory books for sure. Yeah, I wish I didn't have to store it at all, but unfortunately, you know, I just, I hope for my kids and my grandkids and, when I have grandkids, I don't want to say I have grandkids now because I don't. <laughs> I'm too young for that. But when I do have grandkids, you know, like I, I can't imagine how much this world's going to change from now till then. So it's going to be a journey in itself. Absolutely. So your husband's in the military, and when we were prepping to get you on the show, you had told me that you and your husband were an advocate for military families suffering from mental illness and alcoholism. So um, I guess the story starts um, after my husband got back from Kuwait in 2000, see, 2013. And um, he was, he had just turned 21 when he was, when he was in Kuwait. Um, so he came back and they were all, you know, very excited, very young um, at the time. And as the, the, you know, the months went by and over a year or so, um, it, it started to turn into a real issue, um, and which is very common in mm -hmm. the military, unfortunately, is that it is very normal to push drinking on, I wouldn't say push drinking on soldiers, but it's just very common for them to do so. I mean, I have a gas station right down the road from my house, and I, and I live on a military post as well, and I could walk in there at 10 a.m. on a Wednesday and see a line full of people buying alcohol. But anywho, so we, we kind of fast forward a couple of years and it's, and it's taken a huge toll on our marriage. Um, he went to Korea in 2014. And if anybody knows anything about Korea, they, they go unaccompanied, meaning that me and our two children did not go with him. And so he was on his own, um, as a geological bachelor and, it just progressively got worse and worse. And even whenever he came back and we went to Texas, it was, it put a huge strain on our marriage up until two years ago, actually. It's uh, approaching the, the two year mark now. I had finally um, just reached my, my breaking point with it. It, taken, it, it. it had taken a huge toll on my mental health. And I did not want to subject my children to, to grow up seeing that. And I had stepped out of, you know, the marriage completely. There was just no emotion in there and we resented each other. And then one day there was just a light bulb that went off and I can't, I don't really know who he definitely pursued it more. Um, but we, you know, pretty much reached rock bottom and he said, you know, I know what's caused this and I, I want to fix this. I want, I want to be better. And he finally Put down, put down the drink, and uh, he's almost two years, um, two years sober in October, actually. So um, now we've just kind of been a huge support system for people who are pursuing sobriety and how it can affect the mental health of family members. So I've had a lot of people reach out to me saying, "Thank you so much for sharing your journey," because they're 
they're too, I don't want to say ashamed, but they don't want to say, oh, this is the problem that, that we have. And I think it's really important for the family members to have a support system whenever they are dealing with somebody that has an addiction, as well as making sure that they're taking care of themselves. Because whenever you're constantly having to worry about that other person, it becomes very mentally tolling. And so I had a huge um, anxiety, depression episode, you know, during that time. And I, I am very happy to say that two years later, I, I couldn't have dreamed of things going the way that they are now. So, and I, I want to see that for, for more people. I don't, I don't want to see military marriages have a huge divorce rate. And I, I don't want to constantly yeah, see that happen because um, of substance abuse. It's, it's very tough to see my wife's family. Uh, so her father, her brother, her uncle, and many more down the line were all military. And I have seen not only from them, but from friends as well the suffering that they have to go through, even if it's not with alcohol or a PTSD type of type of um, illness, it also takes effect on just who they are as a person in general, you know, and, you know, they may not, they may not drink all the time, but you can tell that sometimes they're just off in their own little world because all the things they've had to see and do that we have no idea about. It's harsh. I mean, I, I feel so bad for them. And they don't get the the care after they've served the way I think they should, you know. And I respect our military so much because in my eyes, they are bigger people than me because I, I didn't go, you know. They chose to give up a piece of their life to mm-hmm. possibly have to go out and, and fight for our country and give their own life and sacrifice time with their families and kids and, and everything, you know. And I respect them so much and I, I just... I think what you're doing is amazing and I'm sorry you had to go through that yourself uh, with your husband, but I'm glad that you guys are doing better. And I really respect that you guys have decided to reach out to other families and, and try to help with that because that honestly, I don't believe happens enough. And I don't think that the help is there for a lot of these military families. So for you guys to do that, I think that's absolutely amazing. So thank you for that. No, thank you. I mean, we just, you know, we've always been really open people. And so to be able to to share that and help somebody not feel alone, because I think a lot of people have this distorted view of reality, thinking that, oh, if I, if I say that something's wrong, then, you know, I've, I've failed right. at life or something like this. And of course, social media definitely enhances that. So by keeping it real, by keeping it honest, we just want people to know, hey, life happens. There's, you know, nothing you can do about that. It's it's all about the way that you go about it. Okay, this this thing is happening to me. What 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 am I supposed to do with this and how how do I continue to continue right. with my life to to try and make it better? Something I never had to experience as far as any of my parents being in it, so I didn't really move around a lot, uh, pretty much grew up here in Colorado. Oh, I have I have friends that are currently in Colorado. Oh, cool. What part? Uh, Colorado Springs, right there by Fort Carson. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. The Air Force Base is there, right? <laughs> or, you know, I, I don't know. I, I know it's Army is there. Sometimes oh, okay. there's Air Force as well. And I know that there's 
there's so many different ones. I'm like the world's worst military spouse, actually. <laughs> um, I'm really bad with knowing like lingo and terms. People ask me what my husband does for, for work. And I say, I, I don't know. I know where to bring him lunch when he needs it. I mean, we've been married for, for 10 years. And so it's, it just never like the information just never clicked. So it could possibly be Air Force there. And Oh, I think I'm a 100 miles north of Colorado Springs. So and okay, we go there every every so often, but not not too much, you know. Yeah. So you have three children or two children? Three. Three. And what are their ages? So my my two daughters are nine and seven and a half, and our son is ten months old. I have to think about it after so many kids. You have to start thinking about what their ages are. So if you can probably tell. Our daughters are very close in age. Mm -hmm. um, one of them was uh, born while my husband was in, my oldest was born when my husband was in Kuwait and he got back and he said, well, I feel like I missed out on the newborn stage. So we ended up with a second one. And then it was really, really crazy for a couple of years. And we said, yeah, we need to put this on hold for a bit. Yeah. And how old are you? I am 29. 29. Okay. So yeah, I, I completely know where you're coming from when it, when it, when you talk about having to think about the kids ages. So my wife and I actually both come from previous marriages and mm -hmm. she brought three kids of her own from her previous marriage. And I brought three from my previous marriage and then we had one together. So we've got seven kids. <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> I, 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 I commend you. I, I really do because that is, I came from a large family. Okay. Um, so I know, I know how that is and, and everything, but, uh, wow. Yeah. I, I truly <laughs> love it. I, you know, when I had my three with my ex-wife, I was like, I'm good with three. I couldn't imagine having any more. And then when my stepkids came in, it was a lot to handle at first, just because, mm -hmm. I mean, you went from, you basically doubled in, in, you know, quantity with kids and, and they were already older. So having to become father figure, even though their dad's mm -hmm. in their life. So that's good. But I also, you know, when they were with us, I had to become that, that father figure for them too. So it was not only hard for my kids because now they have to share dad, but for her kids, it was, well, you're not my dad. So it can be an adjustment know, to... for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're seven years into it and we've all adjusted. Great. It's just, um, we're busy. Oh I mean, yeah. It's it, now, you know, our oldest, we have two in high school now. So one's a sophomore this year and then one's a freshman. And then we've got two seventh graders, a fifth grader, a fourth grader. And then our youngest is uh pre she started preschool this year. Oh, and yeah, it's, <laughs> I love the preschool age. All of our kids um, have brown hair, brown eyes from our previous marriages. They both, they, all six of them have that same color hair and brown eyes. So my wife and I both have like a hazel eyes mm -hmm. and I have brown hair and she has a light brown, dirty blonde natural mm -hmm. hair color. And our daughter came out full blonde and the most bright ice blue eyes you've ever seen. The recessive <laughs> genes thought, were in action with oh, that one. Oh man. Yeah. I just, I know I'm in trouble. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, all in all, it's, it's really fun, but we always have a sporting event. We've always got 
a doctor appointment, a dentist appointment, a school thing going on. So it's a lot of fun, but it's very time consuming. And I uh, 100% get you. I'm actually, um, right after this, I have to get my daughter's, um, cheerleading stuff cause, uh, they're in competitive cheer. Oh, cool. So that'll, that'll be our, our next stop. As soon as, as soon as they get home from school, we, we go to cheerleading and it's where I practically live at that gym. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Well, going back, sorry, I kind of got off track with that uh, question. <laughs> no, it and happens where I was, to me all the time. <laughs> and where I was going with it is, so the two older ones, because it's the 10 month old, you know, he's, he's still so young. He probably doesn't realize what's going on and you may not have moved since you've had him, but with the two older ones, how do they adjust or how do they express themselves when you guys have to move due to your husband being stationed somewhere else? Is it hard on them? We've, we've actually gotten the chance to be here in Georgia for a couple of years. So they've, they've become, um, they've had that stability. And one thing that concerns me is they've already had to say goodbye to a lot of friends and they, and they understand that is that, okay, well, our friends, parents are, are in the military. They're going to move. Um, they, they understand that, but because we've been here for, um, a longer amount of time than we typically are, we, they've established roots outside of our, our military community. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they cheer with people that have grown up in this area. They, actually my daughter, she spent the night at, at one of her friend's houses that she goes to cheerleading with. And she, uh, I went to go pick her up from the house and she said, are they going to move anytime soon? I said, well, no, baby. I, I mean, not from the area, from what I understand. I said, they're from here. She said, but isn't, isn't her dad in, in the army? And I said, no, baby, didn't you, didn't you notice he's got a beard? Um, <laughs> but she, but she didn't think about that. She thought that just everybody from around here is, is military. So she was nervous that she made this friend and that she might possibly have to have to move. And I explained to her, I said, no, these people, these people live here. There's, they don't have to move, but one day you might have to. And so that's, that's something that I try to tell them and I will try to tell them to be as positive as possible is that they get the opportunity to go places that some people never get the chance to travel to. I never traveled outside my small town until I moved to Orlando and I was 17 at the time. So that's, that was the only, I had only ever been in that small little town in Pennsylvania. And then I had decided that I was ready for some adventure and they get to experience adventure before, uh, before they're even teenagers. Yeah. And you said you're 29 and you've been married 10 years. So you got married pretty young. We were 18 and we were 18 and 19. Oh, wow. Was that due to him going to the military? So you were able to stay together. You guys kind of decided, you know, let's get married because we know we're eventually going to. And that way you're not gone, you know, for four years and I'm here and we're trying to make that long distance thing work. (laughs) So we actually met because of mutual friends. Um, one of my best friends from high school had gotten married and her husband had, had joined the army and their first duty station was actually here in Georgia. And so, um, during my senior year of high school, I decided to go visit them. And during that visit, I had met my husband. And so we didn't know each other before the military. Oh. It was, 
something that our mutual friends, you know, kind of got us together and we just took it from there. And at 18 and 19, you might be a little spontaneous about actions and decisions. And so it was kind of a, it was a very quick marriage and we knew what we were kind of getting into and knew that it was going to be a struggle, which definitely has had its trying moments. I mean, you not, you not only have to get to really know this person and, and deal with some of the struggles that military life puts on you, but you also have to grow into adulthood with this person. You have to become a parent with this right. person. And that is stressful. <laughs> I had no idea the the amount of stress that it would be. And I mean, statistically, we should have been divorced years ago. So either we're really determined or neither of us want to do the paperwork. But at the same time, I respect that because I have been divorced I got married pretty young. I guess I was 24, but we had our first son when I was 23 and she was 21. Mm -hmm. So that's still pretty young in my eyes, you know, and it's hard. It doesn't matter if you get married when you're 16 or if you get married when you're 40. Marriage is, is really, true. marriage is very hard and parenthood is just as hard, if not harder. So having to juggle both mm -hmm. of those, it's, it's difficult. And I mean... I hate that the divorce rate is up so high compared to what it was 20, 30, 40 years ago. And I feel that really it's because our generation and the generation after us is we're just too hard headed. We, we always think that we're right, you know, and we don't want to agree with the other person because we feel like we're losing. And then what it turns into is two people clashing all the time because no one want to, wants to admit their faults and then it turns into, oh, well, someone else will treat me better. When in all reality, that person, when they leave, whether or not they want to believe it, it's not always greener on the other side. You know, the grass isn't always greener. It's no, it's, a gr it's green where you water it. It, it. Well, everything's green in a relationship for the first year or two while you're dating. But then when you, when you move in together or you decide you want to get married, that's when the challenges start. Because when you're in dating mode... They have a house to go to. You have a house to go to. You don't clash like that. But once you guys move in together, she's kind of messy or, oh, he's kind of lazy. Or, you know, it's it's always mm -hmm. something that you weren't used to while dating unless you move in fairly quickly. I think that it's always been the same. I think no matter how old you are, if you're 70, 80, there's always been problems in a marriage and the same problems we're having today, but like I said, I think that our generation is just more willing to push it away and start over with something else without trying. So what I'm trying to get at is I commend you guys for putting forth all the effort you have and still staying together because if, if there was no love, you guys wouldn't be trying, you know? No. So that's awesome that you guys are doing that because especially as young as you got married, and that's why I asked that question because that would be really hard. I mean, not to experience any part of your adult life in, in, in all reality, because, you know, things start happening mm -hmm. at 21. Um, from the start of adulthood, we were just, we were right. married. So, I mean, it, it's kind of crazy to think about now. I don't, I can't imagine. Um, I see 18 year olds um, mm -hmm. all the time. I wouldn't change a second of it, but I, I, I definitely can't imagine some of these kids getting married right. themselves. It's, it's a big decision. And we were lucky enough to have found that motivation to make it work and continue to make it work. And I, I can't picture my life with anybody else. 
but you know, somebody else might not be as lucky. Right. So, and that's amazing. And my wife actually, she's, she was kind of in that same boat. She had, um, my oldest stepson when she was 17, she was a senior in high school. So she kind of had that everybody looking at her at high school, talking about her, everybody's still so young, you know, it's not, there's no maturity there when, when you even until oh, you're yeah. graduated from college, honestly, I don't feel that the maturity is there unless you've had kids. For the most part, I see a lot of teenagers who have kids. Obviously they have to grow up really quickly. So I have seen that. So she had to deal with mm-hmm. all that. And in my head, I'm like, Whoa, there's, I don't know how I could have ever dealt with something like that. So good for you. You're a stronger person than me, you know, but I mean, I guess when you have to do it, you have to do it. Right. Either, either very, we're very strong or very stubborn. It's a little bit of both. I think, I think, you know, it's good to oh, have absolutely. both qualities. I mean, you kind of have to, I mean, it's it, the pressure that the women are under more than the guys, the guys don't get as much hassle as the woman who has to walk around for nine months with a pregnant belly at 17 years old, you know, you're constantly getting looked at, whether it's at school, at a store, anywhere. I mean, oh, you know, that person's way too young to be having a kid or, oh, look at another pregnant teenager. It's like everybody's got to be so judgmental. So just that pressure alone has got to be hard. And how, how old were you when you had your first child? 20, 20, 21 and yeah, 28. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah. So 21 having two kids. I mean, that, I mean, that's a lot. Or you know, old, I don't so. know how I survived having, because my oldest was a year and a half when my youngest was born. I have no idea how I, I survived that. And then also that was at the time whenever my husband was, you know, his alcoholism was developing. And I mean, I at, at this point, it just, it, I feel like it was kind of, you, you know, you just have to, it's like survival mode at that time. So <laughs> people ask me all the time, well, you know, how, how is your son compared to what your daughters were? And I was like, you know, I really can't remember, you know, those super hard baby times because you just, you just did what you had to, to get through day to day. Right. And you don't really have time to stop and think. And so, um, no. And then also, you know, being that young, the financial aspect of everything, I mean, you haven't mm -hmm. really found your career. You're just actually starting, you know, at that Mm -hmm. point. So and not not to not to mention people who who know military does not get paid a lot. <laughs> oh, I know. The, and it's the sad. enlisted it really side, is. the enlisted side is you know definitely not as you know um, doesn't get compensated as much as I I think they should. And that's not mm-hmm. just coming from from a spouse's point of view. That's just in in general, especially what I've seen some of these guys do over the years. But yeah. And have being the the stay at home parent, and then having to to, to, um, to depend on my husband's income, it's it's a challenge. It was a challenge. Yeah, I've always thought that myself. I've always in my head said, I believe military teachers and doctors should be the highest paid. Um, oh, those te- those teachers! Yeah. I have never appreciated teachers so much as I have within, I mean, at least the first six months. Of, of our pandemic situation, because I am not cut out to be a homeschool teacher. Yeah. That is 100%. And those are only your kids, you know, imagine having only, 20 only strangers, you know, in your class and trying to get their attention over a computer when it's hard enough doing it in a classroom, you know. I have definitely um, underappreciated them up until that point. Yeah, my 
my wife was definitely the the savior of that. I was like, oh, I got to go to work, and my wife stays home. So she dealt with all that, and I mean, she did amazing. So my wife was a preschool teacher for many years, uh, so she was kind of used to it. But then, you know, having a a freshman and then three middle schoolers, it was it was a lot. I mean, you don't remember everything we learned in high school or even middle school. It's I don't use it every day, you know, and it's, and it's changed so much that you look at it now and you're like, you don't want to look stupid as a parent, but at the same time, you're like, I have no clue what the hell this is. Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, you try to pull it off. Oh, um, it's, I don't, I don't remember that. Maybe, uh, email your teacher, see what she says, you know, it, it just, uh, it's crazy. And I, I agree with you. I think teachers are need more respect and, and, I think they need to be paid better. So, absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about TikTok now. Okay, okay so <laughs> I found you on TikTok, and from the get go, you're—I just want to put this out there—you're hilarious. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I love your sense <laughs> of humor. There was only one video I kind of took offense to, and that was the one where you said, "You know, your husband's going bald, so he should shave his head because I myself am bald." but I'm, he he was like that that of all pictures to choose that's the one i was like well it was the close it's the closest one i had uh, and i'm just kidding i didn't take offense to it but yes i am bald too and unfortunately i think a lot of guys by the time they're 30 their hair starts to thin out and it's just the way it is but you are hilarious i love that you can do these videos with you playing yourself and then you also play your husband you know and I think that's so funny. The whole, oh, when you. Every once in a while, I do get him to participate, yes. but it's, it's very rare. And, and in between, he, he gets very nervous and he, he wants it to be, be perfect. And I said, well, you, you can't, you can't always watch these, the videos over and over. Um, I typically do one or two takes and then I'll publish it and then just not, not look at it anymore right. <laughs> because I will criticize myself for it. Oh, yeah. And it's it, and it's all for for fun, and I I don't want to take away from that by being too um, obsessive about it. But he's like, oh, but what? If, I don't like the way I sounded, or he. It's hilarious. I probably should should do a video about how he acts whenever he does a video. That would be me. funny I, <laughs> because it'd be great. And I think I'm the same way. So I don't know if you've seen my personal TikTok page, but I do a lot of um, movie remakes. So I'll take a scene from a movie. And then I'll put myself into it and kind of look like I'm working the scene. Mm -hmm. But I can't tell you to make one TikTok. I've spent probably with editing, filming, cropping the the video I get from YouTube. It's like it's almost three hours worth of work for at the time. I mean, now you could post three minute videos, but at the time it was only one minute videos that you could post. Mm -hmm. And I'm like three hours. I'm I'm spending three hours. <laughs> to create this one minute video one like, minute and i love it uh i i definitely love that side of things i was i've always wanted to act um i've always wanted to be in the entertainment world and i never got a chance to act that's what made me decide to do the content that i do i guess how long have you been on tiktok now i started in 2018 okay so you've been on a couple, a couple years couple years um i did take Oh gosh, I want to say it was maybe like a a six to seven month break at one point 
just had gotten very overwhelmed. And um, it was during the time that, you know, my husband and I were, were you know, going through our, our trials and tribulations. And so I, I took that time off, which, I mean, you know, if, if you if you do, if you have a following on these social media platforms and you take that much time off, I mean, that's years in, you know, technology time. So um, when I did decide to get back into it, I want to say November of 2019, I think I started to get back into it. It took a lot to build myself back up again because they were like, well, how do we know you're not going to just take off on us again? Right. (laughs) So. And you're at, if I remember correctly, about 94,000 followers, right? I, I think I hit 90, 94, 95, something like that. I can't, I can't remember specifically, but yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it is cool. I mean, that, that's a lot of followers and you know, I, today's day and age, everybody's like, oh, you got to hit a million. But if you think about it, 95,000 people, that's a lot of people. I mean, that, that's large, like that's a bigger population than some cities, you know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So I think that's amazing. And I love your content. Now that I know you've been on it for a couple of years, like what introduced you to TikTok or what made you want to be on TikTok? I, you know, I'm, I remember, this is actually a really hard question because I don't really know what influenced me because at that time, um, a couple of years ago, it wasn't that big. Right. There, there, there wasn't this, this huge following. People weren't talking about it just in, in everyday conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think I had just happened to just stumble upon it one day, or maybe I had seen a video to where I saw the little watermark on um, the video and said, well, let me just check out this app and start playing around with it a little bit. And I, and I love to do, I, I love being able to express myself creatively I cannot do that on a piece of paper or a canvas. I am not that kind of artist. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely, um, same the same as you. I mean, I, I love to I love to act. I love to I just like to entertain people. There's something about being able to entertain someone, making them laugh. It's it's very rewarding to me. Yes. So I had just played around with it at that time, and all of a sudden. The, you know, after I'd been back for a few months after my little break, there's this pandemic and everyone's home. And then all of a sudden it, I mean, it just blew up. So it's been really cool to watch actually to, to see it become such a, like a, a monument in our, in our daily life. Oh, Hey, did you see that? Did you see that TikTok? Oh, I sent you this TikTok or something like that. So it's, it's been, yeah, I agree a hundred percent. So that was kind of my point behind this and. I've only asked people that I myself mm-hmm. have truly found entertaining, have found funny, have found enjoyable to watch, and uh, you were one of them, and I really am glad that you responded back to my email. Absolutely. So I really appreciate you wanting to come on and taking this time with me, and it, it's really cool. And I, and oh, of course. I mean... I also like the idea that um, I think it's great that you're starting out with creators who may not especially be, you know, some of the bigger stars on TikTok, but then you also get to follow them throughout, throughout their journey and their career. And, you know, the same, same goes, same goes for, for you as well. The people that you have talked to 
you know, a year from now, we might we might be talking again and saying, oh, do you remember that time, you know, a year ago and talking about the pro- progress from from there? So I, I I see a lot of potential for it for 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 your podcast. I'm excited to, to see where it goes. I would love to have a guest I've already had on back because so much can happen in that time. They're, they grow as a person. They grow as a content creator or maybe they stop. Maybe they stopped doing TikToks and there's a reason behind it. You know, maybe it just wasn't for them anymore. Or maybe they had, a, they got married and it took too much time. You know, there could be so many reasons. And I think it would be really cool to be able to speak with everybody again, eventually and allow your fan base to hopefully grow. And that's kind of my goal with this. And I think so far uh, from the feedback I'm getting, uh, it's, it's sounding good. It's sounding positive and I'm very excited for it. And I'm excited for you guys. Right, right back at you with that. I I have a little segment I like to do to kind of end the show, but I have one more question for you. Mm -hmm. Being military and you're busy at home with the kiddos all the time because husband's gone quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Do you have any hobbies that you get to enjoy other than being a parent? That's probably the hardest question um that i get asked is what do i what do i do for fun obviously tiktok has become like my hobby um i get to be creative and i get to to do that mm-hmm. other than that i'm a huge social butterfly so first of all building a friendship group is extremely extremely important to me in this life i'm a firm believer whether you're military or not that it takes a village especially whenever you have kids. And for us, we have to depend on the people that we meet in these different different cities where we don't have any family around us or, or anything. So these people become your family. And so doing things with, with my friends, that's, that's what I do for fun. Um, we have a few of my friends and I, we have a little walking group where we walk around our neighborhood just to have some time to decompress from mom life and just time to to the ladies and it's only 30 minutes to an hour a night but I'm I I will tell you all of us can agree that it is probably like the best part of our day is just to be able to step away from the responsibilities and just get to talk to one another so um I do love to read whenever I get the chance I'm let me see I'm a few months away from graduating um college so that's taken up a lot of my time and of course, parenthood in general, you have, it's always, you know, going to be uh, very hectic, but I'm excited to get back into some hobbies once I graduate and I'll have that free time. Yesterday, I sat in front of the computer for, for 12 hours writing a paper. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. But I got it done and it's, you know, it's almost over. So Whenever, whenever we talk, whenever we talk next time, uh, hopefully I'll be able to tell you about more hobbies that I've accumulated. Yeah, absolutely, and congratulations. Uh, what are you majoring in? Uh, business administration. Oh, cool! That's awesome. Congratulations. That's yeah. it's a lot of work to um, to go through school, especially. I could only imagine, I guess, what it's like for you because you know your husband is gone all the time, and so you're basically the one raising your children when he's gone. So to fit the time in to go to school, get all your schoolwork done and graduate. That's it's a big accomplishment. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah. So with the books that you read, like what are you into? What kind of uh, a genre? Is it romantic? Is it drama, action? I I love supernatural stories. Okay. There's, you know, that kind of, you know, 
science fiction, fantasy world. I I like being able to read a book and just kind of jump into this little this little fantasy land. Um, and I mean, I was I still am. I'm not going to say I was because I'm I'm still in denial about the show ending. Um, it's a huge supernatural fan, and I I love I just love reading books that have to do with any kind of interesting myth or something of of that matter. It just kind of helps you escape reality for for a little bit, and pretty interesting to see what people come up with when given the opportunity to say, okay, well, if there, if there was to be magic or something like that in the world, what how how would they perceive it? So. Right. Yeah, that's really cool. So now. I have a, a little segment I like to do to end the show. It's it's called Fire Away, Fire Away, but it's basically a speed round. And it's questions for you to kind of get to know you a little bit better, uh, general questions. And then it's I'm just going to ask, and then just off the top of your head, just tell me your answer. There's so much pressure. <laughs> I'm not expecting you to be like, oh, half a second, I already know the answer. But my first question is, what is your favorite movie and your favorite TV show? Harry Potter. Uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, to be more specific. And okay. TV show. Oh, that's a tough one. I, I'm going to have to go with Supernatural. I was going to say, I heard you mention that earlier. So I thought that's the route you were going to go. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I've never seen an, uh, a Harry Potter movie. <gasps> uh, yeah, I'm probably one of the very <sighs> few. I know. I don't know why. I think I have to be in a certain mood I, and I haven't been in that mood. Maybe. I don't know, but I haven't, I'm guilty. <laughs> so it's okay. It's okay. I mean, you hurt my heart a little bit with that one, but I'm sorry. I think, I think I'll, I think I'll survive. <laughs> How about what's your favorite place to travel? Uh, we went to the Bahamas a couple of years ago. So uh, I love, I really love the whole Caribbean vibe and, and everything. So I'd love to go back. So if I were to travel anywhere um, there, or I would choose Germany because we have a lot of friends there and mm. I'd want to visit them. Have you ever been to Germany? No, maybe one day. I spent a month in Germany uh, for some training for work in 2011 and it was awesome, but it's oh, a yeah. different world out there, but it was really cool. Just there's so much history and I wasn't too far from Berlin. So I got to see what was left of the Berlin wall. And it was very eerie just knowing that what it had, what it had taken place mm-hmm. there, you know, but yeah, it's, it's awesome. So I hope you get to do that because I be hope amazing. so too. <laughs> How about your favorite restaurant? Favorite restaurant. Are we talking fast food? Or are we talking sit down? I'm talking whatever you would prefer, whether if it's Taco Bell, it's Taco Bell. If it's Olive Garden, it's Olive Garden. What, I mean, just whatever you your go-to. Like, if you could choose one place to go to for a meal, what would you choose? Uh, I'm gonna have to say Texas Roadhouse. You you can't you can't go wrong with those rolls. You sound just like my wife. That's exactly, <laughs> that would have been her response. One hundred percent. That's funny. Awesome. Okay. How about your favorite actor and actress? Mm, favorite actor. I don't. Do I have? Hmm. That's a, that's a tough one for me. I so I don't get to watch as much uh, TV as as I would like to, or as much movies. But I really, for you know, not not a specific person, but I've really been getting into seeing these like small Netflix actors, kind of um, their journey into the acting world, and I follow them and all all of all of that jazz. Okay. So. 
not a one specific person, um, not one specific actor or actress, but I, I do like seeing the the little people and uh, where they where they grow to. Okay, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I understand that. I that would be a hard question for me as well, honestly. <laughs> so, because I, I enjoy a lot of actors and actresses, so it'd be hard for me to pick a favorite. How about your favorite music genre and favorite band or musician? Um, country music holds a, a very special place in my heart, mm-hmm. and um, more particularly, Rascal Flat. They're just they're my go-to if I'm you know if I need to pick me up. Uh, I have one of my best friends actually um, goes to concerts very frequently when when we're allowed to have concerts, mm-hmm. and she's seen Rascal Flats a few times, and she's always made sure to FaceTime me during those concerts, and it's great. I also if a uh, my favorite musician would probably have to be Ed Sheeran. Okay. He's also amazing in concert. Um, I saw him in Atlanta two years ago, a little over two years ago. And he's fantastic. I've never had a chance to see him in concert. I would like to, but that guy is super talented. I mean, his writing, so talented. his voice, just performer, everything. Okay. So do you prefer a, a text message or a phone call? A phone call. Um, if you text me, there's going to be at least a 10 to 15 business day wait in between for my response. I'm pretty sure I currently have like 72 unread text messages in my messages right now. Wow. You're actually the first person that said that I have not had one phone call person. Everybody's like, Nope, I don't answer phone calls. You only text me. So yeah. What? I, okay. I, I, I hate texting. I, maybe I'm just old fashioned. I need to hear the person's tone of voice. If I'm talking to them, I I can't just go off of words that I read. I I need to be, I also have a tendency to babble on. So trying to type all that out is very, very tedious. I need to have a phone call. And like I said, if I, if I, I mean, I, I see these text messages come through and I tell myself I'll respond to them. And then six weeks later, I'm like, oh, let me, let me, let me call so-and-so and only to realize that they had texted me weeks like, prior to that. They're like, oh, we were in your town and we were going to visit, but that was like two months ago. So yeah, <laughs> luckily, luckily my closest friends have learned if you want to get a hold of me, call me. Okay. That's, that is, that is the, the way to go. And I, I, I just like hearing people's voices. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. One final question. Who is your favorite TikTok creator? Favorite TikTok creator. I have to go with Iron Sanctuary. Iron Sanctuary. Okay. He's 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 great. Um, my husband and I love to watch his content. He's super funny. Uh, every once in a while, he's got a dark sense of humor, which I can definitely appreciate. His daughter's adorable as well. So I don't know. I just I just really like watching him and all of all of the people that typically collaborate with him. Okay, so Iron Sanctuary, is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll have to look him up. I've never heard of him, so I will check he's him pre- out. He's pretty cool. He's a pretty cool guy. Okay, well, awesome. Well, Alicia, I'm so glad that you came on today, and you've been amazing. I was so happy to hear your story, and I think what you guys are doing is awesome. And I'm so glad you guys have been able to work out everything, and things are going better and a lot stronger, and please... Uh, relay this message to your husband that I really thank him for his service and I appreciate everything he does for the country. And I really hope to talk to you guys again soon. And maybe next time your husband can come on 
and uh, I'd like to speak with him too. So, <laughs> that, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try. I'll, I have until until now. We'll say we'll say a year from now to to convince him. So it'll it'll be a lot, it would be a lot of fun actually. He's he's really funny, and I, I think he he's kind of cool. Don't don't <laughs> tell him I said don't don't tell him I said that. But he's kind of cool. Well, then I hope he doesn't listen to this because you just put it out there for the world. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. And I hope, thank you. You know, I know you're a busy mother, so I really appreciate you taking the time and, and talking to me for a bit. And I know your fans are going to love this. And um, I will definitely promote you as much as I possibly can because, like <laughs> I said earlier, you're hilarious and people deserve to watch you. And, uh, you have a, a good road ahead of you. So I'm, I'm excited. And thank you so much for this opportunity as well. I mean, and you made my first podcast show very easy and just really comfortable. So I really appreciate that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I'm glad that, uh, that you had an easy experience with me. That, that makes me feel a little bit better and a little bit more confident. So fantastic. Yeah. Well, hopefully I'll get to talk to you again in the future. Yes, definitely. So. <laughs> All right. I will uh, talk to you later then. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Tick-tocking, a tick-tocking, tick-tocking with Kevin Hughes.